figure it's probably something that can wait just a just a wee bit. We got to cut the podcast down like thirty minutes tonight. All right, let's see what we can do. We'll shorten it. All right, well, hey, let's let's not dally or dilly. Let's just get right into it, and uh, we can start by saying this is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number one hundred and thirty-one. I am, of course, your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Uh, triumphant return for Mr. Doug Wilson. Hi, I've got that MILF money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the addition of Lucia Lorenzino. I think I live in Blighttown now. You live in <laughs> Blighttown now. All right. Uh, we have lots of stuff to talk about this week, but before we go too far, I want to discuss, we mentioned last week, uh, this event that we're having uh, locally in Salt Lake at the uh, Leonardo, and I just want to drive home the point once more that uh, this Friday, July 8th, is your chance to come out to the Leonardo. It's a museum. You'll love it. They got museum stuff. Uh, I don't actually know what their attractions are right now. But uh, it's pretty good. Was that someone making like a mouth kissy sound to? Yep. Like, Mwah! like, oh, it's so good. You love it, the museum. That wasn't my mouth, but uh, yeah. Uh, are, you fu- are you fucking Borat or something? <laughs> what the fuck is that accent? Hey, my wife. <laughs> my, <laughs> my wife. At the museum. You're just going to get it into every podcast, aren't you? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but anyway, you guys should you guys should absolutely come out and check this out. Uh, we will be there with the Utah Games Guild, and uh, they will be showing, I think, four games, uh, all of which are unreleased. So you're getting a chance to play them before anybody else. Uh, and they're four pretty great games from what I've seen. Uh, Crash Knots will be there, which we've talked about before on the site a little bit. Uh, if you're a Smash Brothers fan, uh, if you're an Unreal Tournament fan, think of this as their love child. They just got in there and made a little baby, and uh, that'll be Crash Knots. Uh, we Need to Go Deeper will be there. It is a steampunk submarine. Jules Verne inspired roguelike. Jules uh, Verne inspired roguelike. It's the yeah, it has a lot of adjectives. Like The game is just all adjectives. If you like going underwater, this is the game for you. Uh, and if you like working with others to achieve goals, this is the game for you. You're going to like it. You like uh, giant crabs. There is uh, Dub Wars which is a, it's like an arcade shooter, but it's all done to like the beat of some music. So kind of a, kind of a little EDM space shooter mashup. It's, it's pretty out there. Uh, and then I actually don't know the fourth one. I don't think I've ever seen it before. It's called Dive Star Path. Uh, that was just added, I think, after the fact. At first, it was just the first three. So uh, I'm excited to see that one and see what's going on there. Looks like they showed it off at GDC a little earlier this year. So uh, that's pretty cool. But so, yeah, these are these are all pretty good games. You should definitely come out, check it out. Uh, we will be there. And we talked a little bit about what exactly we should do there uh, because we don't have, like, a, a talent to display <laughs> of any sort. I uh, don't know about that. So what we're, we're there to be judgmental. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to bring out a, uh, a Wii U and we're going to uh, hook up Smash Brothers and um, neither neither of us are Smash Brothers champions. Michael would have you believe he is, but I don't think it would be very hard to beat him at, at anything. Uh, but um, you're such a fucking naysayer, Jared. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna set that up, and we are going to have our champion Sonic the Hedgehog uh, fighting for us. And if you come and are able to topple Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, we will give you a T-shirt. We had some T-shirts printed up. And uh, we'll, we'll be providing those. We have some free Steam games that will be given away. We have some stickers. 
Uh, so we got a lot of cool shit. And we got so much good stuff, guys. Come on out. This will be a great chance to meet and kill us. Uh, you get to play some great games, get to hang out at the museum. So it'll be a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. you can really... You can check off a lot of things. Uh, you you can you can attack us. You can see the museum, um, and then you can play some games that haven't come out. I you may want to switch the order of that around because I'm not sure that you can do some of it after the other. Uh, but you know, figure it out. You guys will work it out. But yeah. uh, anyway, really looking forward to that. So uh, make sure you come and, and join us for that. Let's get into the news from the week, of which there is pretty much only one story that i think has kind of stuck out um i feel like i've already talked a lot does anybody want to give me an update on what exactly is happening with csgo lotto no (laughs) (laughs) i think i understand one percent of what happened okay wait wait wait. let's have doug explain it then since he seems to be the least uh knowledgeable about it so that seems like the way a podcast like this should work so i watched a video and one guy said that these guys owned a site that you used to gamble with CSGO, but they lied about owning the site, and so people are pretty pissed. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, there's a lot of sites like this out there. This is just one of many. Uh, but basically, uh, a little while ago, these sites started popping up that basically allow you to do some very simple gambling. And instead of spending money, you put your CSGO skins up as collateral instead. Uh, and these skins, when you transfer them on Steam they have a monetary value to them. Like, you can sell them on the market. I'm not clear on whether or not you can translate them into real money or if they just stay as Steam credit. I don't know if either of you guys know. You need to have a certain amount, but after a while, you can take that out. Gotcha. Okay, so once you have a certain balance, then you can extract it? Yeah. Okay. Um, So basically, what they're doing here is they've kind of found a little bit of a loophole uh, that will allow some perfectly uh, legal gambling uh, and uh, it sounds like most of the sites are... I, I think CSGO Lotto is so simple that it's literally just a coin toss. So it's essentially a slot machine. Yeah, so you, you put your skins up, and then it, it does this like coin toss or whatever and uh, tells you whether or not you won. Uh, the controversy comes... So there are people who, like, that, that part of the story is already enough for them. Like, they're, they're just mad about that, that there so, is a loophole. I mean, there's a bunch of things, right? So, for example... yeah. They since they have a loophole, they are not really doing all the stuff the due diligence that gambling sites do, which isn't a lot, but they're still, you know, they still have to do it, like making sure you're eighteen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't need to do that. So basically, that they are essentially catering to to teenagers, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the that's the big thing that they're outraged about is pre- that children pre- get out there and and gamble. Right, the, it's the predatory aspect of it, right? Um, I will. Here's my question to that. What's the big fucking deal? You well, know how easy it is for a kid to go out there and get porn? Nobody's freaking out about that. Well, porn is fine. Plenty of people are. It's money, man. I was going to say, did you live where I live? Because I feel like that's something people are pretty mad about. We used it, to have a porn not, not in the real world. <laughs> that's Utah talk. Right, sure, yeah. But, I mean, we're we're outraged about that, so why shouldn't we be outraged about other things? I would argue that... Um, a child looking, at, and at some point we're totally leaving the realm of video games here, but to me, uh, a, a teenager looking at porn seems a lot less harmless than a teenager gambling on the internet. Um, although, in either case, I still have to wonder, like, do teenagers have that much money? Are teenagers going to fall into, like, financial ruin? You know, the reason oh, they're they, 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 they 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 they're still their parents' credit cards. 
Yeah. So, I mean... They basically grind the skins. But So, let me ask, Lucio. You, huh? you, have, you have children. You're the most attached to this. Do you lay awake at night, like, worrying that one day they're going to start gambling before they're old enough? Um... Uh... No, not really. Is that a concern? Like when you when you take it's, them, it's, it's just a it's just a matter that basically they're exploiting their followers. They're young, impressionable, morons of followers. Right, uh, that's what you do with kids. Right, but so let me let everything me, in the world exploits children. Let me follow this up. So there's two discussions here because one is is it okay for children to gamble and should we be mad about yes. that? No. Two, and the part that I don't think anybody can argue with is uh, the the big reveal is that this particular site, CSGO Lotto, there are two pretty prolific streamers uh, who have basically posted videos saying like, hey guys, check this out. I found a cool new website. And then they post a video of them winning on the website. And, and not and, just winning. It's like, oh, look, I put this uh, 30 cent scan and I won $13,000. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a very unrealistic representation of what winnings actually look like. But yeah, they, they basically post these videos of them putting, you know, just a little bit of collateral in and then winning like, you know, these huge pots uh, out of nowhere. And then we come to discover that not only did they not find those sites organically, but they themselves actually created the site and are even registered in like the articles of incorporation for the business. And these are all like stakeholders. One of them is just the straight up owner of the business and filed the uh, articles and everything. So, and, and that's significant because their excuse was like, Oh, well, you know, we weren't affiliated with them with those videos. And then, you know, it's kind of hard for you not to be affiliated with them. If you fucking, you know, made it. Right, and so they, they do the whole gamut of like haphazardly going back and editing in disclaimers on the videos, but we can go to the Wayback Machine and look at what their YouTube page looked like a month ago, and we can see that those disclaimers aren't there. Um, and whereas the gambling thing is a loophole, uh, what they're doing here is just straight up illegal. Like mm-hmm. there, there are laws in place that say that you can't do that uh, kind of stuff, and, and it is pretty scummy to uh, represent it. And uh, on top of it, the videos that they post where they get these huge pots, um, they're they're essentially rigged where they had set the outcomes to film the videos. Yeah, of course. Because you would have to, right? Because you don't want to yeah. sit there and... Uh, I mean, even if, even if they hadn't set the outcome, they could still put as much money as they want in because it's just their money being funneled exactly. back into their own business. Um, but they, they essentially like rigged them to get the desired results for the video, which implies that that's probably not the only thing that they could rig, right? Uh, absolutely. There, there's an implication there that like these guys are playing actively on their own site, their own gambling website that they have like backend database access to. Um, anyway, it doesn't doesn't look too good. No, it's just this for me like builds into like a bigger thing because like there's also all these like sports betting sites and shit mm-hmm. where like I don't personally have a problem with it but you read stories of like people going like oh yeah you know I saw an ad well, that and, said like, that people win two thousand you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with five bucks and I wanted to put thirty thousand dollars and I lost it already <laughs> and I'm like yeah but you know what my <laughs> fan tomorrow, man my FanDuel retirement plan is foolproof. Well, that's that's a, that's a good comparison because fantasy football is going through a very similar little set of growing pains right now where people are kind of waking up to like, oh, wait, this is gambling. And uh, even if you don't think that there's an issue with like kids gambling, I think that you would have to admit that it's kind of unfair that if you're going to run a gambling site, you should follow the same rules and regulations that people who've legally declared that 
uh, yep. have done. Like that that seems reasonable to me to request such a thing. I mean, no, eh. there's definitely guidelines for this, and they should have disclosed that they were all <laughs> so. Wait, so Michael, you're clearly the outlier here. Let me get your full stance on the matter. So, first of all, children should be allowed to gamble. Yeah. Okay. What What else? What are our other concrete? Uh, so, <laughs> is, is it okay to mislead your millions of YouTube subscribers? And claim you want a bunch of money on a site that you yourself own? Yes, no. it's fine. This is America. You have money, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, the thing is, the internet's a scummy place. Uh, buyer beware. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we clearly can depend on that because people are retarded. No, that's true. And well, then the system works. And we have all this drama going on today. And if you go to that site, it's still very much in use right now. Because, oh, yeah. Because there are plenty of people out there who don't care they're and, getting what they want and you can tell them like hey you just got scammed by these guys and they're like eh. you're like no no the next one is surely it the, the next one will be it, feel it. <laughs> i got this baby just one more hit i would bet beyond that that most of the users of that site are not u.s based i mean if you know what i mean they're like a billion chinese people it's just a guess uh, but it's yeah, like, and I think we should also clarify. I don't think like anyone's... 10,000 Russian scammers like <laughs> playing the numbers there. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. There's something there. I'm in, general not, I'm, I'm in general not opposed to gambling or anything like that. It's just me neither. No, I, mean, I, I, I love I love a good gamble. Um, I've told stories before about how I get slapped by the dealer with the stick at the roulette table because I'm so <laughs> excited about grabbing my chips and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Um, I just so I want know, those chips. <laughs> I don't want to wait. And you know, but you know, people are retarded, man. Like I, I say it all the time, too. <laughs> no, you're not wrong about that. There's like, I had a I had a coworker that um, we got uh, he, in one of our jobs that we had. It was a sales job, and we got like this tiered like bonuses. And him and I were the the only ones that got like the top tier. Uh huh. It's um, $14,000, right? So this is not an insignificant amount. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I started, like, you know, partisan savings, you know, buy some stuff. I go to work the next day, and this asshole lost everything at the casino. And he's like, oh, you know, well, sure, I was going to make it back. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking moron. I mean, everybody's got, like, the gambling story like that, you know, where you're up a whole bunch, and things are going great, and uh, then all of a sudden, you're you're homeless. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened to this guy. The more you lose, the more you win, right? You got to chase your bets. <laughs> yes, you know. Man, you guys, you guys sound like you've mastered this. Yeah. Gambling is a fine, fine sport. Yeah. And that's why Michael is pumped tonight. I mean, I pretty much know <laughs> when I show Michael something that is outrageous that, that he'll be the most likely person to be the outlier. Um, I mean, it's not outrageous. It's just... Illegal. Children, I mean, children should be allowed to gamble. Hitler made some good points. Uh, well, hey, that wasn't me. Hey, 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 the Autobahn was an engineering marvel. Okay? Yeah, the yeah, Autobahn's right? great. Everyone loves the Autobahn. So, I mean, you know. Anti-smoking no, laws. Back. Child labor. <laughs> I don't, How come I, I gotta go to work? I don't really know that child labor left, uh, at least uh, okay. worldwide. We just exported, yeah, like all our other jobs. <laughs> Bring that in America. I want, I want to have a child and have him work for me. And then I stay home and watch Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what? I want to be the very best. That does sound pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
So could I buy other children and like turn them into a corporation? Well, yeah, you would get all the other kids and register a corporation. What would you be having your children do? What business would they run? Coal mining. Yeah, it would have to be. I was thinking like a startup app or something. Uh, High risk, high reward. I was looking at like a steel (laughs) manufacturing plant. No, no, no. You have to make and be pickpockets and uh, chimney sweeps. Oh, okay. Lucia's got a little different idea there. Yeah, you guys are all dreaming small. I want to take over Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, I like but that idea, too. With an army of children? Uh, have you seen a coal mine? That's not small. They can, develop a, they can develop a taxi service for homeless people. The thing is, Michael, is that when the Silicon Valley bubble bursts, Doug and, Doug and I's coal mine and steel mill, those are still going to be going strong. We're always going to need coal. We're always going to need hey, steel. Hey, hey. There, there's hey. always chimneys to sweep. Look, and buckets to I, pick. I'm going to have to get, have a conversation with you about the status of the uh, the coal industry after this, Jared. Oh, wait till when, you... I think this whole solar thing is going to burn out. Just you wait. <laughs> When the apocalypse starts, the only that, currency will be coal and fire. That's why Kentucky is the engine of growth of the United States. <laughs> you guys, you guys know, you are aware that when you have a solar panel up, it absorbs the heat from the sun and generates power, but simultaneously, it's reflecting waves into the atmosphere that thin the ozone layer, and that's where your uh, that's where your global warming that you're so worried about comes from. No, not really. It comes from greenhouse gases. Come I'm, on, man. I'm pretty sure that my science is solid. I'm pretty sure you're not, you fucking... I, I was... Lucio, Lucio, I heard all of this directly from the horse's mouth, and by the horse, I mean a very fat man smoking a cigar with a $100 bill, uh, and he had a big badge on that said, Coal for Life. <laughs> well, I know that, that clean he's... Clean coal? I, I know that he's a real because uh, coal mining isn't doing that well. He approached he was, me. Pro- he was probably burning a $1 bill. <laughs> he- he might have been burning it with like a, a deb- debit notice. Yeah, now that you mention it, he did have a cardboard sign with a Sharpie message on it that was kind of dour. So anything helps. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> but still, he had some really solid ideas about global warming. Anyway, let's move on from coal mining. I suppose. How did we get here? <laughs> the same way we get here every week. <laughs> Welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, folks. Um, we didn't bring a lot uh, by by way of games, but we did. There is one that I think almost everybody here played, uh, and that would be the System Shock demo. Did you get around to that one, Michael? No, I did not. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, so I, I guess what you're doing this weekend. I guess only Lucio and it's like I. Fifteen minutes long. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't find the time to play System Shock. I was yeah, super busy, jerk. <sighs> All right. Well, we can. Still I was talk making about chicken. It. I was on the floor. <laughs> have you guys played the original either of you any of you no, no I, just a little bit i only played two yeah two seems to be uh definitely the one that is like still salvageable today and even then that's a just barely uh two has a lot of issues running on modern computers i've been no i mean you can buy it from gog and they made it i was gonna say yep. i imagine gog has actually fixed it up but i bought my copy on um where the hell did i get it steam I think I have it on Steam. I'm pretty sure I own it on Steam. Just is a dumb thing, then. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, well, at the time, when I originally tried to play it, GOG wasn't, like... A thing? It wasn't quite what it is today, where, um, you know, they're basically... If you're going to buy a retro game, you need to do it on GOG. Yeah, absolutely. Like, now... Actually make it work. Now that's absolutely true. Like, they're the same. And I'm actually thinking of picking up uh, System Shock 1, um, because they actually fixed it so you can use a mouse with it and you don't have to just do keyboard... Yeah, you were saying that, that the original actually was like kind of Doom style where it was just keyboard yeah. only. Mm. Um, and that seems, just based off what I played in System Shock 2, that sounds pretty miserable to... Yeah, 
Just yeah, that's why I never picked it up because I read that it was like a nightmare to control. Mm-hmm. But GOG has it, um, let me link you, the enhanced edition. Mm-hmm. And they like said that they fixed it up so you can use a mouse. And the reviews are pretty good. So, hmm. All right, well, uh, definitely worth looking into. So what were your thoughts on the remake demo? I really liked it. And uh, I should clarify. This it, was, is... it was just old school enough yeah. to hit the spot without being, you know, annoying. Yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. Like, I, I told you when I was uh, booting it up, I was actually, like, legitimately worried that it would not have, like, an inventory system. Right. And instead, um, they, they all this cool inventory system. And instead, they, like, not only included the inventory system, but they're even, like, letting you pick up pieces of trash Oh, yeah, I, I picked up every head that I came across. Yeah, you mentioned that you picked up heads, and I grabbed, um, I grabbed like, a severed leg and a couple arms. Oh, and, my God. And um, I realized after walking around with them for a little bit, I was like, wait a minute, I'm never going to use these for anything. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I'm so in this mode in games where, like, I, I think... Uh, you've, been, you've been playing The Witcher and Fallout. Yeah, and I feel like inventory management is something that has really, like, fallen to the wayside. Like, The Witcher still has it, but most games, they don't want to, like, deal with that hassle. And so they streamline it. And, like, if you can pick something up, it's because you're going to need it. So I'm looking at the original System Shock. I'm actually not sure that I did play this. I, it, <laughs> if you look at screenshots of it, uh, it, it does indeed look like uh, perhaps not the game that you thought it was. Um, it, does, it does happen to me a lot, but like I have an image of a game, especially from that era, yeah, you know, from yeah. the 90s, early 2000s in my head, and then when I go to play it, it's like two stick figures and a polygon, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, like it's not, thought, this is not what I remember. I thought this game was 3D. Mm, not really. Well, um, I must be thinking of the second one. You you have to be, and the second one's pretty iconic, like if I showed one, you. Uh, like, is this even the same series? There's like a bunch of corpses everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's System Shock. Yeah, so so all right. That's System. What did you forget the part where we were just talking about picking up severed arms, legs, and heads? Like, well, I mean, yeah, I remember that. It's a it's a common thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, the the inventory system I thought was great. Uh, examining stuff in the environment is going to be a lot of work, I think. Uh, but but is ultimately really cool. Uh, you can basically like look at just about anything and try to use you know objects and uh, most of them don't necessarily do anything but it just kind of adds some flavor to the game um, there's a uh, there's a pod that you encounter very early in the demo that heals you and there's one right next to it that obviously something very bad happened in there's, yeah. there's basically like an exploded body inside it um, but you you could still try to use it and it will tell you like you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Perhaps we shouldn't get in here, sir. There's um, um, there's a console, like, maybe, like, two feet away from there. Though. You try to use it, and they're like, I don't know how to use it. Yeah, I encountered that, too, uh, and, I, and I got a little kick out of that, where he's just like, you don't know how to use this. <laughs> not like not like you can't use this or something like that, or, like, not, I, I don't need to do this right now. But just like, this might help, but I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that. That's a cool, uh, that's a cool notion. Yeah, it's a cool. It was good. I, I, I am definitely a lot more interested in it now because when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, this is probably, you know, some weird company that squats on IPs and like, you know, puts together two stolen assets with a name." I'm so, I'm not super clear on what is happening with that IP uh, because my understanding is that there is a completely different developer who is working on uh, System Shock Three. 
And none of them have anything to do with Ken Levine. Uh, right, yeah, none of them. Mm. Uh, Mr. Is it Levine or Levine? Levine, Levine, whatever, whatever. Kevin. Uh, Ken. Old, old Ken. 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 Old Kenny boy. Ken. He didn't get invited to any party, uh, which, as I understand it, um, I don't think he was involved in System Shock 1. I, think, I don't know, but System Shock 2 is again the I think he's story. only, yeah, I think System Shock 2 is his baby, but I don't think he had anything to do with System Shock 1. Ken Levine. To my knowledge, I will uh, I will admit if I am incorrect, but uh, from what I'm looking at, I see Thief the Dark Project, and I see System Shock 2. Yep, he, he didn't do System Shock 1. And actually, he didn't really even do that much with Thief. He was uh, like the designer and concept guy, but I don't think he did much beyond that. Ken actually doesn't seem to do a ton um, with directing. Like most of his games, he's just credited with the writing. Um Except, of course, for Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. So, mm. um, but yeah, anyway, so he, as far as I know, he has nothing to do with any of the new System Shock games. Um, I think, was it Warren Spector who's working on System Shock 3? That's a good question. It's something like that. It's, but it's really weird. Like, like, there's so much going on with that IP. And then somebody's selling it in GOG. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know, who gets that money? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think that there's anything, I'm not suggesting like there's something fishy going on or anything like that. It's just like... Um, no, if it, was, if it was something wrong, we would have heard about it right now. It's just a little strange to me how uh, stretched out or shared it is, I guess you could say. But uh, Anyway, so that'll be coming soon. And I think we have to maybe acknowledge a little bit and give them a little credit on their Kickstarter uh, because they did something that I, I think a lot of people don't do, which is... Actually, tell me how you guys feel about this. I'm curious what your like Kickstarter philosophy is. A lot of people are impressed that they have a demo, um, because they have like a proof of concept to be like, right. you know, here it is. They actually can do it. We can actually do it. Like, here's the thing. And so you're, you know with the System Shock demo, it's not going to come out and look like Mighty Number no. 9. Right. Or at least most likely not going to. There's I mean, still, it can happen, but... Yeah, a lot can happen. Um, there, there are a couple little red flags to me. One is it's made in Unity, which is a little scary, um, just because there's so many systems on top of that. And uh, I mean, you saw it. The game is was it really like buttery smooth for you? I mean, it, it's got no, some jitters. No, I told you it. Uh, it locked me in my mouse and then it crashed. Uh, feel free to write in and tell me that I'm dead wrong about this, but I think 3D games in Unity require a bit more optimization than normal. Uh, to, to really make them stable and really make them solid. But uh, I'll eat crow on that one if I'm wrong, but it just feels like there's so much happening in that engine that it might not be... I mean, I guess, really, it's intended to be a 3D engine, but um, I don't know. It feels like whenever I play those games, they're not quite as smooth as I would like. I guess Superhot's Unity. And it's, it's... And it depends on the developer. There's people that can make amazing things with very little. But anyway, so is that your preference? Does that give you some comfort seeing a demo? Me? Yeah. My Kickstarter um, guideline is don't. Because my, yeah. my thought... <laughs> like, don't donate, just, just buy it when it comes out. Just avoid it in general. My thought with Kickstarter is that I always envisioned it as something where the ideal Kickstarter would be something from nothing, kind of. Like, you show up with some concept art and say, like, here's a thing I'd like to do. And then you get funded to do it. When I see a game that's so far along, it already has a demo. It's hard for me to get excited about funding that because I'm like, 
you've obviously got something going on. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Like for me, Kickstarter has been perverted from what it's in original intent was anyway. Like when the sh- when fucking Sony Kickstarter Shenmue, knowing that <laughs> you know it, that that shit was already funded. Yeah, and they just wanted a free two million dollars. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, I can see like System Shock needing the extra money, or um, you know, the the guys from Masquerade that were doing a Kickstarter to make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I can I can dig that, but uh, you know, there's also a lot of like abuse, especially from like established players um, that I you know I'm not particularly cool with yeah and you're i mean you have a i guess you could call it like a wide array of different things that happen on kickstarter um so like there's a game like broken age for example which really wouldn't have happened without the kick like like shenmue that's happening no matter what right you're getting shenmue like it already it already has a publisher it it's done um but uh but broken age is one where like i genuinely believe that that game simply would have never existed without the kickstarter and then two of my favorite games in the past year which were westland 2 and um and peter so eternity wouldn't have happened without kickstarter you know right right so i mean um, you know in fact from what i saw in their documentary of syria will probably be out of business without kickstarter so it's like you know mm-hmm you know, I, I don't want. Me, in one hand, it say one of my favorite developers. On the other hand, you know, mighty number nine, heaven <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or hell, man. I don't know. I mean, at least mighty number nine came out. There's plenty of other horror stories about things that will just simply never exist. Uh, yeah, so plenty of you know, stories of like you know, guys like taking the money and spending it on hookers and meth. And, I guess huh. that's just you know, uh, it's the price you A pay. Good time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they had a great time. It's all the people who paid for it that didn't quite. Yeah, speaking of which, get on Kickstarter and uh, fund up Crown of Beards because you know it's it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're you'll you'll really like it. We're gonna make it for sure. We're gonna make it unreal. (laughs) Fuck that Unity bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, no, none of this Unity child's play. We only make our games in Unreal. So (laughs) get ready. It's gonna look great and have no substance whatsoever. Hey, it's gonna have sick multiplayer. It's gonna be oh, the multiplayer is gonna be so dope. I don't yeah. even know where to start. You guys know that game that you wanted from the other game you got on Kickstarter, but it wasn't the game you wanted. Well, Crown Dust of Beards is gonna be that game, yeah. Yeah, it's Mighty Number no. Ten. But only if we hit that, you know, Kickstarter goal because it's gonna be expensive. So oh, it is. It's gonna be very high. So uh, give freely. So everybody, do that, please. Yeah. Um, should we talk about uh, Fury? Yeah, let's go with Fury. Is that how you say it? Is Fury, do you think? I have no idea how to say it. It has to be. You are, you are the English speaker here, man. This is my second language. Ah, it's just barely. Um, <laughs> Fury came out today. Uh, it's free on PlayStation Plus, which if you have PS Plus, I would highly advise that you go snag a copy. Yeah, um, man, that shit is pretty dope. Because, well, I wasn't even going to suggest because it's great. I was going to suggest because it's so fucking expensive. That too. Uh, it's, it's a very steep twenty four ninety nine, which, uh, I, you know, I know that we're in this like renaissance with indies and, and price wars and stuff. Um, but, uh, I, I think that from the look, a cursory glance, I think twenty four ninety nine looks kind of steep. 
But I don't know. It seems like a pretty lengthy game, especially because it takes like seven hours to kill something. <laughs> yeah, that part's true. Um, so it's as my as I understand it, Fury is basically a uh, combat game that is solely composed of boss fights. Is that your understanding yep. of it as well? That's what they say. So, like a Titan Souls kind of, without the exploration element. Except that is not gay. I mean, yes, without exploration element. Right, right. Um, and so, I mean, the game starts with you in prison, and a, a rabbit man frees you from prison. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you go and fight the jailer, and he's pretty. He's a pretty rough guy. So there's like a f like a tutorial part of the fight. So the way it works is like there's a uh, they have health bars, and underneath those health bars, there's, I guess, lives, you can call them. But basically, each they, he has six of them. You have three. Yeah. So every time the bar depletes, one of them goes off. So one of those is like um, like a tutorial, and then, like, forget it. Gloves are off. Don't think this is easy. Um, he, like, goes apeshit on you <laughs> almost immediately. Like, this game starts, and he's like, okay, now you know how to fight it. You know, prepare to get yeah. fucked. It's pretty much like, here's the buttons, and then, you know, after that, good luck, have fun. But I have to say, I really like what I played. Uh, I, I, I had a pretty good time with it, I will confess. And so maybe maybe twenty four ninety nine is totally fair. Um, but, I don't know, because uh, they were like, oh, you know, you have to get to the... Uh, it's like, even if you kill me, you can get out. And then they show, like, a bunch of islands, and they, I saw a lot of islands. Well, and, you know, like, even even then, I mean, I, I guess what I'm just getting at is, like, the average PS Plus game is typically not very pricey. But, uh, like, mm -hmm. you're getting a $10 game for free. So to get one that's priced at $24.99, that's a pretty, uh, pretty sweet little deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, but then on top of it, it helps that it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, so it's from the top down. Um, I had a lot of issues. <laughs> I shouldn't say a lot of issues, but I had some issues starting out. Uh, because it's got fixed camera angles, like Resident Evil. And I think we all remember our favorite Resident Evil moments where you're walking down a hallway and the camera flips like in the complete opposite direction that you're walking and you have to like reorient yourself and learn how to move again. Um, it, it pulls a little bit of that, but none of that matters because in combat, it's all just you know simply a top-down perspective and it's just a, looking at this arena with you and the boss. And uh, it plays a little bit like a twin-stick shooter. Not really, yeah, I guess. The, gun, the gun works with twin-sticks. There, yeah, there's a gun and it's twin-stick, but there's more than that. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't walk away, don't stay. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> I was definitely going to clarify, like, if, if, you, if you're if you starting to turn off the podcast, like, like hang in there, stay with us. We'll um, have some funny jokes after this, we promise. We'll tell a great joke about the Holocaust. Michael's got it all queued up because he just thinks that's the funniest thing that ever happened. Lies and slander, Jared. <laughs> Get your slander here on the Enemy Slam podcast. It's great. Oh, that is true. But uh, but yeah, so there is the gun component. and uh, But one thing that I'm not super clear on, and maybe you figured some of it out, Lucio, is I'm not... I, I'm sure that there are visual cues that I just haven't noticed yet, but it seems like sometimes the gun works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, yeah, when he's glowing, the music is blocking. Yeah, yeah. So he can block the gun, and so that forces you to go in close or do a charge shot. You can charge your shot with the gun, uh, or you can also get in close and, and fight him with the sword. And uh, getting in with the sword will actually sometimes change the perspective so that... So basically, w when you are about to deplete one of the bars, you have to go in and like finish him over the sword. Yeah. And basically, you need to parry his attacks and counterattack. Um, 
And when once you do that, I think two or three times, mm-hmm. he uh, like you do this animation, and he loses a square. So if you don't like parrying in games, this uh, is not the game for you. Now you can turn turn it off. Uh, but you know, coming from other games, I can say that the parrying window in this game is pretty liberal. It's pretty generous. Uh, even if you are, I mean, compare with like something like Metal Gear Rising or like most Platinum games, I think it's a lot more forgiving than, you know, like a Metal Gear Rising, for example. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably reasonable. Like if, you, if you play the Platinum games, you should be okay. Now that is the first enemy. So where it goes from there. That's a good point. Maybe like the next one is like, you know, frames... <laughs> <laughs> it might get pretty nasty. I mean, the first boss in this game is already a pretty tough guy. And I think if you... I didn't actually... So I I, play, I just played it once. I just had a few minutes before the podcast. Full disclosure, so I don't get an email this week about how I shouldn't have said anything. Um, but uh, I, only, I only fought him once. And so I'm assuming after I died, does it make you start over all the way from the beginning? I don't know, because I only fought him once. Okay. And I, didn't, <laughs> okay. I didn't get to finish the fight because I had to go dinner because it took like half an hour yeah yeah so like i i'm not sure how much of your pro- uh, progress you get to keep i'd be a little dismayed if it made you start completely over i mean why we're we gonna lose like i don't know that's like 15 minutes i don't know it it doesn't matter that much i no, guess because the combat the very fun. beginning of the game man yeah no that's true i just uh you know i, I i'd like to get him like halfway down and and start over at the halfway point i don't but think it's i don't enough. i don't think this is that kind of game i I think this is do it all in one sitting or fuck you. Um, yep. The game does have a fuck you difficulty uh, that will allow you to play with, I think, trophies turned off. And like yep. you can't get the good ending. The game is like shorter. Um, so it's one of those classic difficulty modes. Uh, some people have taken offense to that. I, I don't know if that's the kind of thing that bothers you guys or not. No, I mean, it definitely looks like a kind of game you can master. What about you, Michael? Do you do you get mad yeah. when a game's like, you know, hey, don't play on this girl mode or you can't go any further? Depends on the kind of game. There there are certainly games where I wish I could just like turn off the uh the challenge so I can play them like a second or third time. But mm-hmm. uh Yeah, for from what you're describing, I, I still don't know is that I have a very good idea of what it is this game is, but uh So it's essentially a bullet hell <laughs> twistic shooter brawler. Oh my god. Hand to hand boss battle thing. <laughs> it's 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 Twitch gameplay, like you gotta go super fast. You have to be uh you know, you know, pretty on it. You're gonna be dodging a lot, you're gonna be parrying a lot. Um, you play Metal Gear Rising, right? Yeah. It's kinda like that. Very similar like, style wise, like the combat looks very close. Hmm. So, you know, you have a gun and there's like bullet hell sections, but then there's also like in order to finish off the enemies, you gotta get like up close and do uh, basically a sword fight. You're like a ninja man, and your hair's white, and uh, it, it the combat is very stylish. Like if you're doing it right, you look. Pretty, you look like a badass. You really. look. You look pretty fucking cool. Like you're having a pretty nifty fight. Um, it is one of those things where it has that anime thing where like you basically could drop like an atomic bomb on someone and they just get like right back up, like nothing happened. Yeah. Like try that again, buddy. But uh, it's it's pretty good. It's not too. Yeah, I got like a visitor in, in one of the things that I missed, like the queue. 
he like picked me up with his sword and threw me back again. And I was like, oh, okay, and he just got up. Like, oh, I lost the, I lost the line of the of health. Yeah, and I, I, I felt like I was doing pretty good, and then right towards the end of the fight, things started going terribly wrong for me. Um, so. That's serious. I, how far did you get with him? Do you do you remember? I got to the last bar. Okay, so you actually got just a tiny bit further than me, because I think I, I think he had two bars left when I died, uh, and I didn't even really notice I was dying. Um, the games, the way that the health system's laid out with these little, it, it's basically like you have a health bar, and then you have little nuggets underneath it that represent more health bars, like like Lucio was saying. So he has one health bar and then six more in in like reserve. And you have one health bar and then three more in reserve. I'm assuming that grows as you play the game. Um, Hopefully, because like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't like, know. You know, I know like four health bars sounds like a lot, but not in this game. Yeah, I mean, we don't know yet if there's upgrades or I mean, what else it can do beyond that. I'm I'm curious to find out. Um, but yeah, I was actually I I only spent maybe like a half hour with it and i was actually pretty impressed i had uh, i had a good time with it so i it was something that i was pretty much just kind of planning on playing it just to talk to you about it and then skipping it and forgetting about it but i may revisit it because it was actually pretty fun oh that top down view though are you looking at footage of it right now or like a yeah screenshot? Well, you know. you're, you're right the action does look pretty good but top down view man there's a video I shared earlier uh, of it uh, of it being played by the game's combat designer, mm-hmm. and um, he makes it look pretty impressive. Like yep. he makes it look really really cool, and and I think probably gives you a better idea of what like someone who's good at this game can do and and how it actually feels. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty good actually. So if you want an endorsement, you should know that Kotaku hates it, and it's fucking free. So I mean. I, I don't know how it can get any better than that. I got nothing. <laughs> Should we talk about Overwatch a little bit? Let's talk about Overwatch. Because we've discussed it a little bit, but it's been out for a while. It has a new competitive mode that everyone hates. Yep. Um, and so maybe it would be appropriate to kind of revisit it again. Uh, you're you're the newcomer, Lucio. How are you finding Overwatch? Uh, well, since we played, I, I like it a bit more... Um, it just takes a bit to get used to it, and fucking <laughs> the game doesn't explain anything to you. So, you right, know, sit, right. sit down, watch some guys on YouTube, and yeah, it's one of those things where you have to kind of get invested in it to a point where you're like looking stuff up about it, and um, the, the you're absolutely right. Where there's there's just like ways that characters work that the game is never going to be able to tell you. And so you'll have to like go look at, you know, videos and things like that. Like who let me ask this, who's a character who you still like don't understand how they work? Is there anybody who comes to mind? Uh Symmetra. <laughs> Symmetra, yep, she's tricky. Um I actually have a couple. Um I'm not um, super mm. clear on whether or not I'm helping when I'm Zenyatta. I think I yeah, I think I'm helping. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and like I felt that way with Lucio for a long time too, but I feel like now I've got a pretty good grip on how he works. Um, but so I I watched a guy on Lucio, and now I'm like consistently on top of the the cards mm-hmm. with him. Um, Diva I was always good with, so you know uh, now I just got better. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured out the timing on the the um, the matrix. 
Yeah, yeah. So I can now get in close and I fuck them up while they're shooting at my Matrix. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Reaper. I, I like Reaper, but it's hard to get in close and I haven't like, mastered that yet. But, you know, and, like most of the assault guys are fairly simple, except for Tracer, who's a bitch. Yeah, um, Reaper. Just dies really f- Reaper's one of those ones where I have a hard time understanding sometimes why I get cut down so quick. He doesn't have a lot of health for, like, what he is. Yeah, yeah, but, um, you know, it seems like sometimes I can go in and just wreck with him, and maybe it's just because their team doesn't focus fire or anything like that, but it feels like there's other times where, like, I just don't understand. Like, Reaper is definitely a character that you will use if you're um, if you're finding a bad team, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or, like, you have a lot of stragglers, because the good teams stick together. And I think a lot of people figured that out already. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell already that it's going to be a loss when the game starts and, like, you know, one guy goes one way, the other guy goes another way, and, you know, there's, like, a guy playing Bastion on offense, and <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just pick whatever I want and try to get kills. Who do you, um, what character do you think you're the best with? Probably Lucio. Probably Lucio right now? Which, yeah, it's kind of sad, because... Playing support is a thingsless. And barring Symmetra, who do you think you're the worst at? Without Symmetra? Without Symmetra. Um, probably Saria. Oh, yeah. I don't have a lot of luck with her either. I have no idea what I'm doing with her. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on there either. It's so weird, though. Um, I watched... But good, good, good Saria players kind of like fucking clean house. Oh, yeah. I have the same experience with May. Mage can May just too. like come in and clear out my team sometimes. But when I'm May, I just am like, I, I see someone and then I'm dead. I'm like, oh, there's a guy. <laughs> and then I've died. So. The, the best Mays that I found are always like on the peripheries, like just being annoying. Mm-hmm. They never play the objective. They just annoy you enough to like fuck up your team's like concentration. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. That's how I figured you should play me, but I was never able to do it myself. So, are you far enough along that you've been able to mess around with competitive mode yet? Nah. You have to. You have to get pretty high. So, competitive mode, you can't even play it until you hit level twenty-five. Which isn't as easy as you think in this game, right? Right. You level up pretty slowly in this game. Um, I don't know how you found loot crates, but I feel like, and I, I think we've discussed this before. I feel like loot crates are pretty stingy in They're this. Bullshit, man. Um, I think I've gotten like one purple in all my levels, uh, and and certainly never a legendary. And, I got a legendary with a character I almost never use. Mm, of course, perfect. Uh, and then I got one for Reaper, which I actually kind of love because it makes him look like a, like a Mexican guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the, I know the skin you're talking about. Um, yeah, I I can see that. <laughs> it's so out of character. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things that's really interesting is all the characters in this game have skins. And um, the legendary skins will usually turn them into, like, completely different-looking characters. Like, my fucking Soldier 76, which is the skin that I got, the legendary I got, is, um, looks like fucking Evil Knievel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you have that one with, like, the American yeah. flag thing or whatever? Yeah, it's like, well, why? Like, that's... <laughs> And then it's like, war is hell, but we all should be safe. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like your skin. Yeah, right? It spawns in, we're all soldiers now. And it's like, dude, go, go get in a giant ball and roll off a cliff. Like, That's, yeah. that's what your job is. She's like, um, what they need is a skin that makes you look like another character. 
But I, I like like just <laughs> just a different character in the game. Yeah, like makes you look like the gorilla man. The thing is, is they've done such a good job with um, kind of a lot of the other visual aspects of characters. Even if you do change their appearance so radically that they don't look the same anymore, it still doesn't take very long for you to figure out like who someone is. Um, yeah. So like, uh, some have very very obvious shapes. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, and so like I'll be walking around and I can see like these explosive balls shooting in from a doorway somewhere and I know like oh there's a junk rat in there. Like I don't need to even go around the corner or see him yep. to to know that he's fucking there. Um or or May with the walls or Hanzo with the arrows. Like there's some really clear uh indicators uh, of what you're looking at. So I I was worried when I first saw those skins that they would kind of mess me up a little bit. But I actually don't really think they've affected me all that but much. But even then, when you have like um, Black Widow's Ultimate or Hanzo's like Sonic Arrow up, and you can look at their shape, all of them have very different. You can tell which character is who just by the shape. Yeah, that's even true. Even if they have a weird skin. Yeah, that's true. You can definitely tell who's who. Like they all have posture. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They have different postures. They have different animations. The way they walk is different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even guys are, you know, like. I can think of people who, like, let's say something like Tracer and Black Widow, which I think are the, are like, Diva, even Diva out of the suit. You know, which I think was those are the three characters that kind of look at least approximately close. Uh, you can still tell uh, who is who just by the way they move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I got who your favorite is. I got who your least favorite or the one that you're worst with is. Here's maybe a third question that I think is kind of interesting. Who do you hate encountering the most? May. <laughs> really? May annoys yeah. the shit out of you? Um, Every time, man. Like, good May players are always, like I said, in the periphery. So, like, you're killing somebody and then you're, like, frozen. You're like, fuck. People see him as kind of a cheese character, but Bastion makes me really mad. Um, a, because he can cut through you, you know, so quickly. But B, because his obvious counter is Genji because he can do the parry and reflect the bullets back at him. And so, like... Finally, Lugenji is hard. Right. And so, like, I'll see a Bastion. He'll kill me. I'll go back. He, he kills me again somehow. I get mad. I pick Genji. And then when I go to find him, he's gone. Or <laughs> or I try to use the parry, and I fuck up, and I die. <laughs> uh, I haven't really messed with Genji that much. That's, that's, just how that, that's just how that game is, I guess. But, uh... I, all I know is I usually want to see a Genji, a Genji or a Reaper. Those are the two characters I want to see. Them. I'm like, ah, this guy is either a master combatant or the worst player. He's probably like nine, and he just picks the cool-looking guys. Right. Because uh, those are definitely, I, I would I would say those are probably the coolest-looking dudes, right? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, follow-up question. Michael, you can participate in this one, because I feel bad. I feel like you haven't had a chance to to talk about it yet well you know i've got opinions um who amongst the overwatch heroes do you think is the most fuckable it's an important question uh i only know tracer and the gorilla man so i'm gonna have to go with tracer (laughs) (laughs) i think i saw a robot but it may have just been like a fancy tower there's the link to the heroes yeah you can see them all thank you yeah all right Give me uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me look at all of them. Of course, the, 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 cor- the correct answer is Senyata. Yeah, Senyata's pretty fuckable. 
Is that your pick, Lucio? Nah. Who's your, uh, who's your pick? Fuckable. Like you want me to give you a, a real answer or? Give me is the... Zenyatta a camera on a tripod? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. He's basically a robot candy. He's a, he's about oh. he is about as useful as a camera on a tripod. No, 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 no. Because if you find a good Zenyatta player, he can fuck your entire team up. I I agree that but he's like got. Two of... There there are like perfect scenarios where Zenyatta can really wreck people. Um. But there was a there was a tournament, pretty big tournament, just a little while ago, and it was kind of noteworthy because out of all the characters, Zenyatta was the only one who was never used by the pro players once, not a single time, not even for a second. Um, and so I think it's pretty agreed upon that he's the one who's in most in need of a buff right now. Yeah. Um, but even okay. then, even every then, time use, every time I use Senyata, I like died instantly. Right, and so I think and I don't think I even be shot. I think he just died. I think that's a limitation at like high level play. I think for the level that you and I are at, you can probably be perfectly competent with Zenyatta because yeah, I've done some damage because you're not playing with the best Overwatch players in the world. But I can imagine like a Black Widow, that a good Black Widow taking taking me out like from across the map because mm-hmm. just dies so easily. Okay. You think uh, you think Widowmaker has like uh, human genitals? No, yeah, she does. Probably. That might be my pick then. Oh, okay, all right, going for the the blue, like a like an avatar person. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. I guess I go I go for Diva. Now, uh, yeah, Diva's Diva's the best. Um, yeah. I like Farah too, but I don't know what she looks like inside the mech. But okay, I knew that you guys would do this. I knew that you'd pick women. Now let's say, well, yeah, of course. Who's the most fuckable male character in Overwatch? McCree. Hard, of course. Wait, who did you say? Me? Yeah. Reinhardt. Oh, Reinhardt. Of course, with his big arms, he'll make you feel safe. <laughs> this looks like more AV equipment. Uh, oh, uh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, all right, I get it. Look, look at that piece of man and tell him you know. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I definitely get it. Uh, I don't know. I think I don't think you're that far off with McCree. That guy is that guy is a handsome man, right? Like he's, uh, he's basically cool. just like the computer avatar version of me. So perfect. I think uh, I think Junkrat treat you right. No, he won't. I think I think I think that he is a. Uh, I think he looks- he's <laughs> sweeter than he looks. He looks like the type of guy who would hook my nipples up to a car battery. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that. Yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> That's great. He's going to show you a good time. You're going to have some fun. Um. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad that we got that out of the way. I assume Doug's still away, so we can't ask him. Yeah, that sounds right. I was hoping... I Let's see. Let's pick for Doug. Who is his sexiest Overwatch character? I think he's going to be a Torbjorn man. Doug strikes me as somebody who's very kinky, so I would go with Roadhog. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Upset. So let's say let's say we're setting Doug up on a blind date with an Overwatch character. Can we all agree that it's Roadhog? It's definitely Roadhog. Yeah. Just give me one of those situations where like he pulls Doug out of a chest and like hooks him up to some equipment mounted in the ceiling. Probably. Those are hooks. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what's going to happen. And Bruce Willis is going to kill him with a samurai sword. Bruce Willis is going to come in with a sword <laughs> and take him out. Genji is pretty good against Rohawk, so yes, there you go once I'm, again. I'm so happy that you were able to reference one of the three movies that you've seen in your life. 
that makes me happy. That makes me happy for you. Hey, me too, actually. Good times. I'm glad I came today. Um, let's see. What else is there to talk about? We were we were talking about the awards. Um, do you want? Should we run through them real fast? We yeah. we skipped them last week, but we we posted these uh, polls up, and we actually got a lot of people who came and voted on them uh, for E3. So you got to go back in time with us a couple weeks. Um, but I thought maybe we could just review them real fast and and see what uh, you know, kind of see what the people thought. Um, so let's just revisit them real quick here. Um, best press conference. Uh, we pitched out all of the different ones, and it was a very unanimous. Well, I shouldn't say unanimous, but a pretty overwhelming vote that people thought Sony did the best job. Um, and then followed that up with Nintendo, which is pretty impressive because Nintendo literally only brought two games. <laughs> well, but they played the shit out of that game, and they still managed to beat out Bethesda, Microsoft, EA, and Ubisoft. Ubisoft, no one voted for. Is that literally but a 0%? Yeah, it is 0% for Ubisoft. Oh, poor guys. No one picked it. Um, or if someone did pick it, there were so many people responding to the poll that it still couldn't count them. But I don't <laughs> think that many people re- <laughs> responded to this. Um, worst press conference. Uh, guess who won? You wouldn't believe What's it. between Ubisoft Sony and Nintendo? Microsoft. Uh, Ubisoft won. Um, that'd be weird. <laughs> no, uh, Sony actually. So they they completely flipped. So Ubisoft won for worst press conference, and Sony had a zero percent. So no one no one even thought to vote for Sony. Uh, See, that's how you know the poll is authentic and not just a bunch of bots. So great job, Sony. Uh, congratulations, and bad job, Ubisoft. You should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, if Ubisoft, you're already living shame. So what's the difference? <laughs> Um, Electronic Arts was a close second because it had a lot of bad moments. Microsoft was a close third. Um, it yeah, also had games. a lot of bad moments. Um, so, but I think that's actually that's almost exactly how I would have ranked it. So, well done, well done, Internet. Um, best gameplay demonstration: we had uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild in the lead at sixty-nine percent. Just because Nintendo just showed that off because they had nothing else. How good do they have to feel about that game that they literally just brought it and we're like, here it is, and we're playing it like nothing. I like that it was clearly gameplay. Like it wasn't like oh some, yeah, especially with like what's his name, the red guy plays him. He really sucked. Yeah, so he was authentic. I think it's <laughs> Trinan, Bill Trinan. Yeah. Did you watch the part where he tries to like? set up these explosive barrels to like so that one will trigger the other and trigger the other and trigger the other and then blow up like this big pile yeah he's kind of just like messing around with the physics and then he just like fucks up and shoots right in the middle and they all explode at once (laughs) and it like knocks him over and takes off three of his hearts yeah he's he wasn't but that was good that's the kind of gameplay demonstration i want i want to see like i would feel how would you guys feel about this okay let me let me throw this out here and suggest this to you e3 2017 uh, all gameplay demos have to be in game, and they have to be played by people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Definitely, like like old people, like the developers' parents have to come out on stage. I don't know. I mean, I, I would say that it would be good to see somebody do that, and then we would see somebody who can actually make the game, like you know, do what it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, but, but you... then they have then they have the chick playing it, and she was pretty fucking good. Right. So I was like, hey, you know, I I can see. Where this game can be awesome. We'll call it a parent check. 
So every game, you got to come out and do your parent check for five minutes. Where your grandma's like, "What? But- what button is this?" And we watch we watch the guy spin in circles for like a minute or something, and uh, you know, fall down some stairs or something like that. Uh, but then someone can come out and like play it right. But I think yeah, I think exactly. that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that works. Of course, then they're just going to start faking the parent checks. They're going to be like this big dramatic demo that goes wrong. This is my my grandfather. Natalia, like the guy is like some 25 year old with like <laughs> oh papa play my game yes son I never touched a controller in my life but look me do this sick fucking kill yeah. headshot um, so anyway Breath of the Wild took the first spot uh, God of War uh, and Horizon Zero Dawn nearly tied God of War just barely edged it out and uh, Gears of War 4 did not receive a lot of love but there were a couple people who liked it um, Why? Zero Dawn and God of War look really fun. They're both really. They're they're the opposite of Breath of the Wild, right? Like those are those are very like scripted demos, and probably not super emblematic of actual gameplay. I don't know if you guys feel otherwise, but yeah, I mean, what I've seen from Horizon at least, the Horizon looks the closest to what I think final gameplay will look now, like. We've seen other gameplay from it that was kind of you know, the same. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, I think both of them are a little, uh, still a little suspect. But either way, they both they they still they both look great. They both look like really great games. So looking forward to both of those. Um, we have uh, biggest absence, and uh, the number one deserved winner is Red Dead Redemption Two, a game which we don't even know if it exists. Yeah, what the fuck, people. We what just, about Cyberpunk 2077? We just hope it exists. Cyberpunk 2077, we know exists, and it still was not there. Yep. Um, Elder Scrolls 6, we know it exists. It's coming out this year. IGN said so. Is it really? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that doesn't sound right. Remember that IGN was all like, oh, yeah, I want to totally release it this year when they did the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, no. Probably not coming. Yeah, we're like, no, it's not coming out this year. Yeah, don't expect it anytime soon. Um, we have the NX, the Neo, and the Scorpio, uh, respectively. Uh, th- those are, of course, uh, Nintendo, mm, Sony, and Microsoft's consoles. I had to make sure I got the order right. Um, so we don't know much about those beyond beyond some vague stuff about being the most powerful thing ever, or the NX, they're afraid that someone's going to copy it. Uh that's all the information that we have. All I'm saying is, if we're starting a new console generation already, they can go on without me. Yeah, yeah. Lucio's Lucio's done. He's a he's a PC guy now. I mean, it's just I just fucking spend money on your consoles. I mean, I think we should just all be farmers from now on. <laughs> all right, that's reasonable. We'll grow tomatoes and drink wine in our vineyards. That'll be nice. Yeah, we can turn the tomatoes into liquor. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, or have wine, but okay. Yeah, whatever. We'll just ferment the tomatoes and, and drink that their sounds horrible. sweet succulent <laughs> juice. I must admit, it doesn't sound... Re- well, I mean, maybe it's like a Bloody Mary. I just knew a guy in high school who tried to make moonshine with tomatoes. You knew him because he's dead now, right? <laughs> I don't think it worked out great for him. Um, he basically just took tomatoes and smashed them up in a garbage bag and then left it out in the sun. Is he in prison? Um, he's actually the governor of Utah now. Yeah. <laughs> he's moved up in the world a bit. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, I, I don't think that his moonshine worked, as far as I know. 
we have best new for 2016 IP. We have uh, Death Stranding, Days Gone, Ever Oasis, Gwent, and Vampire. Uh, Death Stranding kicked everything else's ass. Why? <laughs> because it's so goddamn weird. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, why wouldn't you want to watch Hideo Kojima go insane? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to Death Stranding myself. I'm delighted. But but that's just because I know that it's going to be like Caligula levels of like self-indulgence and madness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to see what Hideo Kojima can do when his madness is unrestrained. But I don't necessarily expect the game to be good. Um, Ever Oasis is one that I was impressed got as many votes as it did because it kind of fell the wayside. I don't even think Nintendo revealed it on the first day of E3. I think they didn't even show it until like the second or third day. I didn't even know what it was until I looked it up from the poll. But you did look it up. I did look it up after the poll. It's kind of cool. Like Nintendo's making an RPG. Like what a weird thing. That's fucking great. Been... Maybe now that Splatoon was successful, they'll fucking want to make a new, more new IPs. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. So we'll see how that goes. Um, best indie or low budget game? Uh, we have Ukulele, Cuphead, Below, Inside, and Fee. Um, and uh, Ukulele took that by a wide margin. Eh, that's fine. Um, and then. Uh, the It's Not Too Late to Stop This Award goes to Watch Dogs 2. Re- Resident Evil 7 is a close second. Uh, Why would we want to stop Resident Evil 7? Because, well, so we don't... I think that there's a disagreement here about this. Um, but uh, because it's bad, it's a bad I mean, idea. I don't, I don't yeah, yeah. particularly care, but I don't think it looks particularly bad. I mean, I I didn't play the I didn't play the demo. I will confess. So I whatever. Why is it bad? It's bad because it's first person exploration game, and that's not what Resident Evil is. It's shame on them for trying to make it that. I just don't intend to make PT. Uh, I'm I'm just you know I'm hard headed about my Resident Evil love. Why is bad series? I don't know. I mean, you're right. There's not a lot of reason to care now. What does it matter if they ruin it? Well, I mean, my question is, like, would the successful Resident Evil formulas no longer work? No, they work. They work fine. If you make Resident Evil 4 again and just change the names of everything, it's fine. <laughs> it's still fun. It's, you can so, go play it right now, and it's a good time. So where the hell are they? I don't know. Michael, I don't know how any of this shit works. Why don't we have Half-Life 3? Why does no one want Half-Life money? Why don't we have Portal 3? Why does no one want Portal money? Where There are so many games. Why can't they make a good Final Fantasy again? Why can't they make Final Fantasy good? What's going on? Like, what are they doing? So, I mean, I can't answer that question because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, because I feel like, like where's, where's Metroid? Will we, where's Metroid? Will we ever get another Metroid game? Or are we just done having Metroid? I guess what I'm saying is that if you, the people at home are sick of the way the video games have gone and you want to go back to the times when they were good and fun and meant something to you, go on to Kickstarter and fund up Crown of Beards. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank okay. you. Um, and then the last one here that we have is the Connect Award for Achievement in Embarrassing Press Conference Moments. 
Um, and the winner was the X-Play members don't want to be there. I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb uh, did not really seem like they wanted to be there. Nope. <laughs> and uh, it worked out for them. We did, did we already discuss these results, or did we just discuss the polls? I don't think we discussed either. No, we, we talked about it. No, we, we talked about the polls. I just don't remember if we talked about the winners, um, but that is, those, that is how like it worked out. Over three lengths. Yeah, yeah, because I remember talking about Morgan Webb and uh, Adam yeah. Sessler. So, anyway, if this is a repeat, uh, sorry. And if it's not, then great. Fantastic. Shout out to Parker for commenting. Yes. You're a good guy, Parker. Parker did mention Mafia 3, a game that I don't think was really on any of our radar. I don't know if you guys... No, but uh, it was yeah, pretty good, actually. I'm pumped for it. I actually I went back and watched the reveal after he mentioned it, and uh, that, that looks pretty good. Yeah, and it looks like it's taking some risks, which is interesting because Mafia 2 felt so safe. I was like, ah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to see how that works out. But it uh, looks pretty good. So that's definitely on the radar. But yes, that was E3 this year. Um, all in all, I mean, not not perfect, but I think pretty good, right? Like, it was a pretty yeah, there good There were games, which yeah. is it was a, pretty it's good a good show. change from like the, the years before where it was all like, look, you can watch TV on this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least... Like it's already hooked up to a TV. Yeah, every at least Sony understood, like, just bring a bunch of games and then show us the games. And then don't bring out two guys who are pretending to be teenagers and have them dance around on the stage. Just show me the games. Um, if your press conference doesn't have a man walk out on stage, if it's just like a video, and after each video, another trailer for a game plays, I think you nailed it. I think you knocked it out of the park. Um, I nailed your mom. Too many people. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> returns. <laughs> sort of. So, Doug, Doug, which is the Overwatch character that you want to fuck? Yeah, Doug, who's the sexiest Overwatch character? Uh, well, it's obviously Torborg. I was right! Oh, shit! <laughs> That's what I said the first time. I said, you're a Torbjorn man. and I you, was... you know he knows how to use that drill thing. Yeah, oh yeah, that, uh, that wrench <laughs> is going in all kinds of places. Like my butt. <laughs> 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 There's that energy that we need. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So well, good to have you back, Doug. We, I'm not. I'm not really back. I'm still working. We but. we we set you up on a uh, on a uh, blind date with Roadhog, but Torbjorn yep. would have been the next choice. Well, he does have a hook. Ooh, yeah. Roadhog has a hook. So I mean, no matter how you look at it, you're going to be having fun. Can I have? Can I just date both of them? Like, like Torborn can just be going to town on my butt with the thingamabob. <laughs> And then Roadhog can just like hook me on a wall, and like that's how I get down. <laughs> I think I mean, you could probably arrange that. I mean, who would we be to judge? Like you're missing for like 45 minutes, and you just make up for it all in one <laughs> one sentence. It's my I mean, charm. Torbjorn is Swedish, so you know his his kinky. Knocked like, it out of the park. Roadhog is basically a Mad Max character. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's Swedish. Oh, that's not really great, but. I can make it work. You'll make it work. You can do it. All right. Well, I think that we are coming up on our closing point here. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. If you're in Salt Lake, please come and see us on Friday. It would be so awesome to see some podcast listeners. That would make me very happy. Uh, so come see us and uh, tell us. I'm trying to think if there's like a secret code that you could tell us to, so that we know that you actually like listened to this and we could reward you somehow. 
but I can't think of what or how that would work. So tell us who uh, who is um, Doc's choice for yeah sexy uh, Overwatch character. Tell us tell us about <laughs> Doug's ideal Overwatch sex scenario. <laughs> describe it to us, but you <laughs> only describe it to me when there's as many children around as possible. <laughs> oh, wait, there's one more aspect to it. What Bastion watches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no problem. <laughs> He'll love it. Um, but anyway, come and, come and see us at that event. It'll be awesome. It'll be a real good time. And uh, you can also play some pretty great games. So. You know, what, I'm going to double down. If someone brings a picture of Doug's sex scene, I will buy you a steak dinner. If, if you if you bring a picture, like a drawn photo of... Yeah, Doug's, like an original artwork. How good does it... Like stick figures? Uh, it has to be at least to the point where I know who's who. Okay, yeah. So we, if we can identify all of the characters and Doug and yeah. tell what they are doing to each other... First person who does that gets a steak on me. Gets a steak dinner on Michael. That's a pretty that's a pretty kind offer. They get kind of a pass since I don't actually have a photo that they can use. Yeah, yeah. You, so. can, you can be ambiguous with Doug. I mean, you, you know what's important. You but. imagine what Doug looks like. Draw the Doug of your dreams. But I'm pretty ripped, so make sure I'm ripped. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that he's super strong. But anyway, uh, I hope to see you guys but there. It's really going to bum me out when no one makes good on that. I was going to say, I don't think anybody's going to do this. <laughs> Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just bring my own. Michael give you steak. steak. Michael give you steak dinner. We're making people compete for those t-shirts. I'll give you a fucking t-shirt in exchange for that photo. So uh, <laughs> you don't have to compete for anything if, if you do that. Uh, but come see us. Uh, come hang out. If you're not already, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. And um, I feel like that's all the things I have to say. So I think with that, we are out.